glory in his holy name. Let the hearts of those who seek the Lord rejoice. Look to the Lord and his strength. Seek his face always. I knew that was probably going to happen. If you weren't here, you'll have to go watch the message from last week to understand what that means. But uh, it's good incentive, right? You got to know about the yellow cars. Uh, basically, the point is when a lot of times in our life, we aren't really looking for God. We don't notice him. We don't see him because we're not really looking. And so last week, what we were talking about is the fact that God is near us. God is there. And a lot of times because of uh, things in our life, because of comparison, because of all these other things in our life, we don't see God. Uh, we, we have this idea of, well, he should show up this way, and he should look this way, and he should do these certain things. And if I don't see those things happening, then he's not near me, or he doesn't love me, or he's not real. And so if you didn't get a chance to, to listen to that message or to be here in person last week, I encourage you to uh, go ahead and check that out. Uh, this week we're we're moving on, and the question this week is, are you listening? Are you listening? And so CR, Jason, and myself, uh, those are two other pastors here on staff with me at Press, we got together again, hopped in the car, and started to talk about this. Are you listening? So let's take a look at this first video. to say like what you think about when when i say worship like if i would be like we're gonna talk about worship what do you think about i think whatever i hear somebody say we're gonna talk about x i'm like oh. yep. <laughs> it doesn't matter what it is <laughs> my, my brain like, goes to i'm at a high school basketball game and the cheerleaders are saying we say red you say white red. i say worship you say what it's like oh geez. <laughs> What do you say? And I'm going, oh, shut up. Okay. All right. <laughs> yes, what do you, you think? What? what do you think when I say worship? That just makes me think of those stupid high school cheers. Oh, man. If you're a cheerleader, we're sorry for Jason. My daughter was captain of the cheer team, and I still say stuff like that. <laughs> I don't so know. what do you think I'd be talking about if I said I'm going to talk about worship? What do you, what is your, what do you think I'm going to be talking about? I think... Music. Yep. I think yep. that's where Same. most people's that's brains go to. And I gotta be emotional. I gotta get into the music. That's that's real worship. And if I'm not doing it, you're gonna be mad at me because I'm not worshiping good enough. Mm. Everything's on a grading scale for you, Jason. You, I want God you, to like me, so try I to, do all the formulas to try right. and get Him to like me. Right. That's worship. Right. Yes. <laughs> I think that's what some people think worship is. I think I grew up thinking that's what worship right. was. How much of like digging into worship is is kind of our deconstruction of our experiences growing up with what worship was supposed to be? Uh, a lot of it. And I think a lot yeah. of times we will perpetuate that by continuing a tradition rather than dig in and go, what what's really going on here? There's power in nostalgia. 
Right. Right? So, you know, I can get nostalgic about something and have good, if, if I had good feelings, when it right. happened, obviously, right. but I do have fond memories of church and, you know, my family, and I mean, I have terrible ones too, because sometimes it was bad, but, you know, I do <laughs> have some good therapy ones. session. Yeah. I do <laughs> We're have here to listen, ones. Jason. We're here for you, bro. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> um, but that, that's the thing, is I do have... It brings it brings warm feelings, warm fuzzies. Yeah. And there's nothing do. wrong with that necessarily. Look at but Christmas. it's when it's only about the warm feelings yes. that it's a problem. Yes. And I think so often we're drawn to the idea of worship being about warm feelings. Yes. And there's feelings involved, but sometimes they're not so warm and it's an honest coming to God and bringing that stuff before him, right? We talk about David and the Psalms, right? And and in that, there, it's not all a bunch of warm fuzzies. No. You know, uh, are we honest enough in our worship to God to bring things before him and then to listen yeah. to what God is telling us? Are we listening, I, I think? Yeah. And so if you're not responding to God, you're not listening to God, then you're really not worshiping God. No. Yeah, my kids have heard me tell them to do a lot of things. <laughs> They didn't necessarily do them. Didn't respond. They heard it, but they, they didn't respond. <laughs> right. uh, and I think God probably looks at us a lot of times, going, "You know, I've, I've told you, I, I, I've done a lot of things to show you, and you're not doing anything with it." Right. And that's almost an act of anti-worship, right. dishonoring God. Yes. When we yeah. seek to hear from Him and then ignore what He says. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Uh, and just so you know, Jason looks at me like a cheerleader on Sunday morning. So it's it's very reassuring for me to know that that's how he views me. Hopefully, hopefully that's not how you view me. <laughs> All right, so I, I want to share a little story. Um, there was a, a pastor who was uh, telling about uh, his daughter. He was talking about his daughter, and he told his daughter, he said, uh, I want you to clean your room today. And she said, Okay. So he tells her, go clean your room. And it goes back a little while later. Hey, did you clean your room? No, I didn't clean my room, but I, I memorized uh, the fact that you wanted me to clean my room. Okay, okay. I'd, li I'd like for you to clean your room. Okay, so a little while later it goes, hey, did you, did you clean your room? No, I haven't cleaned my room yet. But, you know, I, I learned the, the like, original... Uh, meaning of those words, go clean your room, and like the Hebrew and Greek like translations. He says, okay, that's impressive. Um, I'd like for you to go clean your room. And so he goes and comes back a little while, did you clean your room? No, but here's the thing. I got some friends together, and we started talking about cleaning our rooms. Like we were, we were going to talk about how we're going to clean our rooms and the way we're going to clean our rooms. And he said, did you clean your room? No, we haven't cleaned our room. And if you're, if you're following along with this, this is, this is what we do a lot of times with Scripture. This is a lot of times what we do with, with what God is telling us is we, we think about it a lot. We memorize it. We dig deep into the meanings, and we get together with each other, and we talk about all these things that we should do or want to do, and then we don't do them. We see, we see things in Scripture. Are we actually listening to what we're reading? I think if we're honest, like if you've been in faith at all, you've heard hundreds of sermons that probably have a lot of practical elements to your life. How many times are those sermons actually uh, 
doing something in your life. And I don't mean he's saying, like, it's on us. Like, God can use anybody to speak. He used a donkey in the Old Testament to speak to somebody. So if he can use a donkey to speak to somebody, I can surely be used by God as well. But are we coming? I talked about that last week. Are we coming with anticipation? Are we coming to actually hear from God? And so my first point today is this. Listening to God leads to true worship. If, we, if we're talking about the chase here, we, we want to talk about this chase towards God, this worship towards God. If we are actually going to uh, move forward with this, if we're actually going to worship God, it starts with listening to him. And we think about worship, you know, I, I, I talked about that in the car video. Worship is basically this. Worship is reverence offered or the act of such reverence. A lot of times, we th- maybe if you grew up in the church, you think of it as like musical worship or this time before the sermon comes out, like that's worship, and then we listen to the sermon. But worship is this all-encompassing thing of giving reverence to God. And so from here, are we just hearing or are we listening? Because it's one thing to hear. You, if you come and you can hear what I'm saying, you can acknowledge there's noise coming out of my mouth, but are you listening? And there's a difference. Hearing is the process or function of perceiving sound, all right? So you're all hearing, you're perceiving sound. Listening is this, to pay attention to sound, to hear something with thoughtful attention. Are we listening? I ask my kids that all the time. If you have kids, are you listening to me, all right? If you have kids, that's, are you listening to me? What are you actually asking when, when you're asking that question? Because you're not really saying, are you hearing me? Or are you, it's like, are you doing something about what I just said out of my mouth, right? I told you to do this. If I say, are you listening? You can acknowledge, yeah, I'm listening. But there's this implied action that follows the listening. So for us, are we listening? Do we listen? I think of uh, the story in First Samuel, First First Samuel, First Samuel, chapter three. You see uh, two characters here. You see Samuel and Eli. Samuel is basically apprenticed to Eli, and Samuel hears something and he thinks it's Eli talking to him. So he goes and he says, "Hey, did you call for me?" And Eli goes, "No." He says, "All right." So he goes back, and then again. He hears this voice, did you call for me? No, and then this is where Eli's like, I think, I think God's trying to talk to you. When it happens again, say, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And so this happens again. God speaks to Samuel, and Samuel says, speak, Lord, your servant is listening. He, he changed. He, at the beginning, he was, he was hearing. He was hearing something, and you could say there was even an action to it, but he didn't really know what to do with it. And so we switched to listening. As we work through this series, The Chase, uh, we're talking about a pursuit of God. You know, CR mentioned in the video, how we worship, how do we worship God if we aren't listening? So if we're wanting to pursue God, if we're wanting to know more about him, how do we actually do that if we're not listening? And if we talk about a relationship with Jesus, how good is a relationship without conversation? I mean, I think about that. You tell your spouse that you love them. Well, you can't even say, if you don't have a conversation, you can't even tell them that you love them. Conversations, they bring value to somebody. 
So what is a way that we hear? I mean, if we're talking about listening to God, what is a way we can hear? We can hear through Scripture. I want to share Psalm chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, you can turn to Psalm chapter 1. We'll be in Psalm one other time after this, so you can keep your Bibles open to Psalm if you're there. But Psalm chapter 1, 1 and 2 says this. It says, Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on his law day and night. In this first section here, the, the first verse I notice the correlation between this and Deuteronomy chapter 6. In Deuteronomy chapter, chapter 6, um, faithful Israelites were encouraged to share God's commandments with their children. And it says, share when you, when you sit at home, share when you walk along the road, share when you lie down and when you get up. And while it's not an exact, uh, it's not exact correlation there, there's an illustration that shares this, that what you focus on and what you're immersed in and what you're committed to will ultimately affect and shape your worldview. So in the beginning of that verse, who does not walk in step with the wicked, who does not stand in way that sinners take, who does not sit in the company of mockers, but who does what? Who delights in the law of the Lord. When he's talking about the law of the Lord, he's talking about scripture here. He's not just talking about the the law section of the Old Testament. He's talking about scripture in general. So those of us who delight in that, who meditate on it day and night, that will shape your worldview. That will shape how you think. And then if we look at the word blessed there, it said blessed is the one. It conveys an idea of happiness that flows from a sense of well-being and righteousness. So this happiness from, that flows from happiness and uh, this happiness that flows from well-being and righteousness is essentially saying that by knowing God's word, that being in tune with God's word, we will know what to do, that we will know how to be. And because of that, we will be able to experience a happiness. We will be able to experience a right standing with God. That, that sounds good. If I, think of my, if I think of my life, I'm like, all right, how many times am I in this, like, tension space of not knowing what to do, not knowing how to be, and no, ah, all these decisions, I don't know, I don't know. It's too difficult. Could it be as simple as the fact that, man, maybe I need to meditate on God's word more. Maybe I need to be more in communication with him. So we see this. By meditating on the word, we will be guided and established in our faith. That's what we all want this pursuit, this chase, I want to be guided. That sounds nice, to be guided. This is why uh, this morning, Pastor Jason came out, we took time. What did we take time to do? We took time to look at scripture, to meditate on the words of God, to meditate on what he is saying to us. Very few times do we do that. Very few times are we actually taking time out of our day or in whatever we're doing to really sit and listen. To be like, okay, what is God telling me in this, in these verses? I would encourage you in times that we're doing musical worship, not just to go through the motions. Think about the lyrics that you're actually singing. Take time to read through them. Is that the posture of my heart? 
Do I really believe that? When I sing, I could sing of your love forever. Well, could we actually sing of his love forever? Or are we just kind of going through the motions? The pastor was talking about a guy that uh, texts him all the time. He's a friend of his, and he's always texting, and the pastor's a terrible texter, so he's like never texting him back. And if you, if you have an iPhone, uh, if, you, if you look at the, the colors of the text, anything you send is blue and anything someone else sends is gray. And his friend wrote him and he says, hey, why is the conversation all gray? Why is the conversation all gray? Why aren't you writing back? And I feel like this is a lot of times how our relationship with God is. Or it could be where it's all blue and you put him on mute so you can't see what he's saying back. Either he's talking and nudging and speaking and you're just not listening or responding, or you're saying, I want, I want, I want, hear me, hear me, hear me, and then you turn the phone off and you don't listen. You don't give that time for response. I think the convicting element of this message for me is that I have to be honest like with what I prioritize. If I say I want something, let's say I want to be um, a better tennis player, but then I'm watching golf videos all day. I can say it all I want, that I want to be a better tennis player, but if I'm only watching golf videos, I'm probably not gonna get better at tennis. I can say, God, I want to be closer to you, and I want to know you, but I listen to the news more than I read the Bible, or more than I pray. And I'm saying this because I'm convicted in this as well. I think that's the, the, the really frustrating part, is every week I have to convict myself on all this stuff that I'm talking. I, like, I, it's, it's hard. And because I can fall into the rut of this, well, I'm, I'm reading scripture so that I can have my sermon prepared, and so I'm getting my Bible reading in. It's not the case. I, I need to go above and beyond this and say, God, what are you speaking even outside of this for my own life? How am I making time for you? And so for all of us, we all have those tensions in our life. We have these tensions where our everyday life, our work day, our kids, our job, our significant, whatever it is we have can, can take energy, can take time. And if we're honest about wanting to seek God, to be closer to God, to know more about God, then the question is this, like, how are we listening to him? How are we hearing for him? So one of my last points is this, what I listen to most determines what I do. What I listen to most determines what I do. And I almost didn't put this in because it, it seems almost like an obvious statement. Like, okay, well, that wasn't groundbreaking. But it's true. And I, I think we all miss it. It's the, funny, it's the funniest thing, the simple things in faith. Hey, what's, uh, what's the greatest command? Love God, love others. Sounds simple. If I say it to you, it's not going to change your day. You're going to be like, yeah, I've heard that one before. Yet it's the most important thing. <laughs> but it's like this. What I listen to most determines what I do. Who are you listening to? What are the voices 
that you give credit to, if you listen to those voices, they will affect you. They will change you. And so if you're meditating on God's word, if you're, if you're in scripture, you are going to see yourself being changed and being made more like Christ. You're going to be transformed. You're going to think differently. The next time that that annoying person at work is coming to talk to you, instead of blowing them off, you might be like, huh, maybe I should be nice and show God's love. And maybe you have a conversation with them and you get to know something about them and you get to realize their life is really hard or they're going through something and all of a sudden there's this like place that you could help maybe even pray for them. And you pray for them and they're like really encouraged by it and it starts a conversation and then they're like, well, I've, you know, I used to go to church a long time ago and I've never, you just don't know how God's gonna use that. But if we're not listening to God, we are not gonna be very likely to do these sort of things. And so I think the challenge is this, like understanding the voices that are, that are in our lives. If you take a, you know, like a time management thing, where, how is our time being managed? Do we give God time to speak? If you're still uh, in Psalms, go to Psalms chapter two. Oh, you know what? Huh, it's not Psalms, it's Proverbs chapter two. <laughs> Proverbs chapter two, not Psalms chapter two. But it says this, verse one, my son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. Then you will find those things. Turning your ear to wisdom, accepting my words, applying. There's an action that stems from listening. And by doing these things, we can find the knowledge of God. We can understand him. And so really, are we, are we pursuing Christ? Are we chasing God? Are we trying to learn more? And do our actions reflect it? Like I said, this is... I even struggle with a message like this because I don't want it to be like this... Oh, you're, I mean, I'm the same way. I can beat myself up like, man, am I really chasing God? Am I really putting this in? But if you're sitting here today, you obviously care enough about something to be here, whether it's I know I'm going to see some friends or I really, maybe it is you truly want to hear from God today and you feel like this is a great opportunity to do that. Maybe you do it out of, uh, it's, it's a tradition for you. But I would, I would challenge us all to not just go through the motions. Like, I know I'm limited in what I'm able to do, but I also know that God is able to do more than what I can imagine. And so if you're sitting here today, if you've heard any of this today, what is God telling you? And are you trying to listen? Do you come with anticipation that God is going to, to, to challenge you or to encourage you or to speak to you?
And if you begin listening, then the question from there is, what do we do after that? What do I do when I leave? How has this changed my life at all? Am I gonna go back to my job tomorrow and it just be normal and we'll keep this routine going? How can we utilize this time to hear God more? I'm gonna close with, with, with four steps. Worship team, you guys can start making your way forward. But four steps, if you, if you want to hear God better, if you want to make this relationship more intentional, I have four easy steps for us this week, and maybe continue on is, would be a good thing. But the first one's this, set aside time to be alone. This week, like put it, if you're, if you're a calendar, I don't know if you're a, a phone person, phone person, that sounds so weird, but if you, if you like to set uh, notes on your phone, memo on your phone, like put something on your calendar to remind you at whatever time of the day you're usually least distracted, set a reminder, go be alone. I've got, a, I've got a thing that tells me when to read my Bible at night because I know, all right, the kids are gonna be in bed, my wife's probably gonna either be asleep or close to asleep, and this is a time that I should be reminded to read. Like, just give yourself a reminder. Set time to be alone. The second one is this. While you're in that time, determine the loudest voices you are listening to and how they are affecting you. So really take time, like think of the loudest voices that are in your life, whether it be media, whether it be a friend, maybe it is God or scripture, whatever it is, but take time to think about the loudest voices in your life and then how they're affecting you. Maybe for the good or the bad, but just think through that. And then after you've done that, this is what I encourage you, I encourage you just to pray. Just take time to pray. Talk to God. Be honest with him. This is the, we've talked about this. The great thing about Psalms is there's a lot of honesty. Yeah, it's emotional and there's some things that, yeah, but that's, that's us. We're emotional people. We have emotions. We're going to react certain ways to, to things that happen in our lives. Give that to God. Tell him you're mad. Tell him you're frustrated. Tell him you're glad. Tell him you appreciate the things that you see him doing in your life. But pray. Be honest with him. And then the last part, and this is the important one, listen. Listen. And write those things down. While you're listening, have a journal, have something, whatever it is, write down what you feel like God is telling you. It, it, maybe he's not telling you, maybe he is, but just the, the practice of this, write down what's coming up. Maybe you think of somebody, maybe he, he brings someone to your mind that you should pray for, write their names down. And after you're done doing this, go pray for them or go call them or go text them and tell them that you're praying for them. But I, I, I know this sounds simple, but I guarantee you this will be a beneficial time. And the more that we do this, the more in tune with what God is doing we'll be. And it's, 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 it's not necessarily hard, but it does take intentionality. It does take some time. So just to, just to set aside time, set a reminder. Maybe it's one day this week. Whatever your least busy day is, set a reminder for a time in the day that you know you'll be probably least distracted. 
Two, determine those voices. What are the loudest voices that you're listening to and how are they affecting you? Three, start to pray. And then four, write it down, listen. Listen to God. Listening leads to true worship. And if we truly love God, if we're wanting to follow him, if we're wanting to seek him, if we're wanting to chase after him, these are very practical ways that we can begin to do that. Let's pray. God, we thank you for this time. And I thank you for what you're doing in, in all of our lives. And God, I know, I know my cry is this. I, I pray that I would listen better. God, that, and for all of us here, I pray that that would be, that would be our heart's cry, that we'd be able to hear you and then we would listen. And then from that listening, it would spur us on to do. God, lead us, guide us. We ask you, for, for those of us who take the time to do this, we ask for you, for you to, to show up, to give us, to speak to us. We talked about last week, God, to know your presence, to know you are there with us, to know you love us, to know you are for us, God. I pray that, that we all would do that, that we would be running to you, taking time to hear from you, God, to listen. God, I pray that you are speaking even now, that, that the people here would hear from you, that they would sense your presence, God. We love you. We thank you so much for what you're doing. It's your name we pray. Amen. I'd invite you guys to please stand as we continue to worship. And think about this. As we continue to worship, let's do this. The words that we're singing, let's not just sing them. Let's really think about the words that we're singing this morning. Let's worship.